Blog Talk Radio.
The True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Titus. But Titus can come out the gate. All right, let's see what's 
thing is with Brother Titus coming out the gate. Uh, Brother Titus, one of the up-and-coming teachers out of Cat 1. Y'all probably be just see right. Y'all quite bless you there. Seer, Israel, of the Royal. Hallelujah, quite. Hallelujah, quite that young lion. All right. Oh, the young lion is um, on the scene. Uh, let's see if Sister Judy is on the, on the scene also. You know, because uh, a lot of information we got to Find out something. Sister Judith, Scarlett Yard Judith, one of the sisters out of Camp One. Y'all probably just see right. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, see Israel. I guess she's coming up with a little cold that she got a uh, sinus issue. So I guess I'll be. Oh. Hallelujah. All right. So, um, so. So you plan on holding down a little bit there, huh, Brother Titus? Yes, sir. Doing my part. Hallelujah. Well, that's what it's all about. <clears throat> what do it say now, before we get started, Brother Titus? What do it say in the 26th chapter, verse called Matthew? What, what do it say? Yes, sir. Are right, we going to the book of Matthew? The book of Matthew, chapter 26. Verse 40 reads, Matthew chapter 26, verse 40. And he come into the disciples and found them asleep and said unto Peter, What well, can you not watch with me one hour? So the bottom line is, if we're going to get up on the wheel of Yahweh, we have to make sure that we fulfill what he got. And, and, and what kind of time do Yahweh require? Require of us according to that verse there, young line. According to 2640, what kind of timeline do Yahweh require us to do once we know who we are? Come on. One hour of his word. Hallelujah. So, Yahweh. If we're about Yahweh's business, we're going to make sure that we um, do. At least the one hour. Anything after that will plus. But one thing about it, because you want Yahweh to intervene, and and I want to see Yahweh intervene. I want to see it in my time. So we're now we gonna bring our elder in. Cause our elder just he just came on the scene, on the scene. So we're gonna bring our elder in, young line. And the elder gonna elder gonna lay gonna sit the stage. Then we are gonna get something going on, and the elder gonna spread them books out, and we gonna peep at a few things. So when you meet our elder with a loud voice, you say, Elder Matthias is red. That's why I'll be just right And Yaqua Bush is here as well. We'll see you well. Hallelujah. Yaqua. Hallelujah, Yaqua, the elder. Well, one thing we know, elder, this job got to be done because it said it got to be done. And we got to do our part according to as written. And one thing we are. One thing Yahweh is not going to check and, and bag down from is his words. Matter of fact, before you even get anything going on, before we get into the home, I want to see what it says. Hey, young line, what do it say yes, in 1123? 
and that was 1123. Can you help those see how they Yes, there? sir. 1123, a number. All right, we're going to the book of Numbers, chapter 11, verse 23. Numbers, chapter 11, verse 20, read. Verse 23, read. And Yahweh said to Moses, Is Yahweh's hand wax short? You should see now whether my word should come to pass unto you or not. Uh-huh. And, and, and what is his word that he's talking about will come to pass? And he's going to see, he says, my word will come to pass. It will come to pass. So what word is that according to Exodus 3.16? What is his word to Moses? He said, Moses, my word, gonna, my word is going to happen. I'm going to tell you like it is. And Exodus 3.16, they're going to get to our head. What, what is the word that he got on the table? It's gonna happen with the or without it. What is that? Verse sixteen, three sixteen. Are we going to the book of Exodus? Chapter three. Verse sixteen reads Go gather the elders of Israel together and said to them, Yaquab your father, Yaquab Abraham, of Isaac and of Israel, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. Uh-huh. So, so it's still job is to make sure he makes sure the elders is very equipped with the word of Yahweh. And guess what happened? Still done his part. Now from that hey, point on, the, from that point on, the elders, he, he got to find the young line teachers. Teachers got to find the, the family of Israel, the fathers, the mothers, the children. So that's a, that's the protocol. And once that protocol is rolling according to the Bible of Yahweh, then he have no choice but to make the next move. That's the way it is. So, elements of tears, we on point. We know what we got to be doing. So, whether you want to address this national audience over 900,000 strong, take your time. You want to try the elders. Come on. Once again, Yaqua bless you, see Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast among the cast of hundreds of thousands of listeners. And that's always a good thing. I always say that each and every time, because with those many people, you know somebody wants to hear the correct word of Yaqua. But there's many people out there trying to say what the word is. But that's not what it says in the book of Sharat. Chapter 11, verse 36. Well, we might well throw 35 and 36 in there so everybody can get a better understanding. 35 says, Be willing to hear every Yahweh discord, and let not the parables of understanding escape thee. 36. And if thou see a man of understanding, get ye behind unto him, and let thy foot wear the steps of his door. And that's generally what you have to do. When you find somebody that knows this word, they know how to precept the Bible, that's the one that you should take the teaching from. Because a teacher can't learn from his students. And why? Because he's giving wise counsel. But having knowledge, he even gains more experience by teaching. 
Now, a good student can learn from wise counsel and possibly learning one day to teach themselves. And I always say this shows well in all the six camps that teach because we have to be aware. We all came to hear things that most of us can hear, and some listening can never understand. But this is what Yaqua's ministry does, makes all listeners' understanding very possible. We have many that came to see things in the Bible. No matter how many times they flip the pages, they can't get it right. But through proper teaching, we help those find what they look for and give them more understanding because they can be very misinformed. And these are the ones that can do none of these things. This is why the words of Yahweh that is taught makes more of things very possible for the righteous. And the righteous is the word that you have to pay attention to. These are the ones that, by knowing the scriptures and the Bible precepts, those are the ones that's given the knowledge to know that others out there that camouflage their evil or confused teachings. We had a lesson on that last night and the night before. Using overly loud bump the comes contest to convince people that's their righteous learning. And even using the Bible scriptures as verbal weapons. More than likely, I guess that's why we had a president that says he loves the uneducated. But we thoroughly educate those that listen in the word of Yahweh. This is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching, loud bump the gums for righteous learning and Christianity. We welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yaqua's ministry. Coming to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about Yaqua's Word. Learning how to connect the Bible books, your health, foods you should eat, and keeping the Sabbath days. All this is done because you have not. This is the information that you came to seek and have to look no further. You've now found that in the voices of the Truzalites, tribe of Yadda. We're open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the normal days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, we do have a Sabbath class, and the top part of the Sabbath is Friday. The class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30, and the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m., and the online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. Now, we also have a website address. To use this or any search engine, enter tribeyada.com. And after click enter, once again, look for tribeyada.com, dash Israelites. After clicking enter, you'll see a big lion. And under that lion, you'll see some choices. One being tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. However, on any other device, you may see menu. But again, after clicking this, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings. And doing so, remember what it says in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7 and verse 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, or your kindness of the people. Give unto the Yahweh glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yahweh the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering, come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, 
to remember that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated. That you give according to the Bible scriptures that are read in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and once again read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you thus says Yahweh Live. Also, for building a school, a banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program, Hallelujah Yahweh. Also, while there, Check out our calendar. The calendar is there to help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible these days that come throughout the year. We also have a live program. The feature is available during our broadcast time. Just enter three words to get there, Yaqua Radio One. And after you click in it, this time, look for Voices of the True Israelites, Tribe of Yadda. Click the red live button as soon as it appears. You'll be right into our live online broadcasts. We also have a few numbers you can call with Yaqua in mind. The first is our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This would be our international number, where you can call and leave a message on those scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six million camps Yahweh's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. You will only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling that same number, you can order what our numbers know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address and you will receive it promptly. On another note, please do not contact the seer via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. The seer is usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, announcing many memos, besides even trying to get our broadcast going before broadcast time. And besides that, the Latter-day Saints, almost too much stuff to mention. So please use the international line of 224 600-5579. And if that question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. You know you're going to hear a discouraging dial talk. Now, for those of who have maybe missed the beginning of our program, you can always catch the entire show today at 9.15 p.m. Except Fridays, the program time will be repeated after 10.30. Just enter three words, Yaqua Radio Live. Once again, look for Voices of the True Israelites, Tribe of Yadda. Choose the program that you are late logging into or any previous day on that list that you would like to listen. Now, doing our normal Blood Talk broadcasts, we're also simultaneously transmitting on Pal Talk. Pal Talk can be logged in by your phone, tablet, or computer, even your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the PalTalk app. We'll be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for Voices of the Tears Tribe of Yadda. You'll find a room will hold 50 or more listening participants, where Yaqua's Word will also be working for your Bible education. Online there to answer the on-the-table topics to discuss will be Elder Mr. Tibbs, Israel, 
along with the Sea of Israel riding as shotgun. During this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And you'll find the book talk ends before teaching time. We will continue teaching on Pell Talk. God will be with you all. But once again, a continuing reminder, when we're giving those scriptures to speak by this year, be quick to hear and slow to speak. So the words of Yahweh flow smoothly, remembering that we have over 900,000 listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh. And with that many listeners listening, we're given a reminder of confusion in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. Because when we're teaching, we keep Yahweh's scriptures in mind. But when you find those trying to win the bump the gums contest, those are the ones that miss all the Yahweh's glory which is said unto them. Because we rehearse the righteous acts, as it says in St. John, chapter 14, verse 26. And so we can start to do just that, rehearse the righteous act, pull them back to our seer Israel, and say, Hallelujah, Yahweh. Of, 
a mark of the beast. We're going to take our time, mother, and help them out. That's our duty to help them out. And we know Mother Z was making a commentary late on in the broadcast, but like she said, I ain't heard nothing yet, Phil. I can make a commentary on something if I ain't heard nothing yet. So, um, Mother, Mother, you got any kind of questions you want to, anything you want to say to the national audience based upon this mark of the beast? You want to say anything or you just ready to say, uh, let's get with it? Y'all say that, Mother. Hey, come on. Hallelujah, Let's get with it, huh? Hallelujah, All right, good enough. Now, Elder, Mr. Tim, Israel, Mother Titus, Israel, we left the definition of um, the definition of inauguration and the papacy. So y'all take your time for page 18, and let's see what, let's see what we can get out of, out of these two definitions. Well, y'all on the clock. The, fir- the first one, inauguration, well, that is a, um, that just used, that word is used in the government and politics. Inauguration is the process of swearing a person into office and thus making that person uh, incumbent, such as inauguration commonly occurs throughout a formal ceremony of swearing a person into presidency or any time there's a gathering. Inauguration is swearing a person into office, basically. Well, hold on, hold on, man. I need the etymology of it. I need the history. Where it comes from? When it was first set up, I need the foundation. We know what it used for today. But we want to know what is the history. What is where it come from? We know where it come from the Bible. So we want to know where it came from. We want to know the origin of this word called inauguration. What that means by pulling up the... Hey, hey Mother. Hey, Mother E. Um, give me Psalms 11, verse 3. Mother E. What is saying? Psalm 11, verse 3. Psalm chapter 11, verse 3. Psalm chapter 11, verse 3 reads. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Mm-hmm. Now, before you give me... Uh, that meaning of a young man. Look at down at Luke chapter 12, verse 12. Let's make sure we got, let's make sure we line up with the Yahweh and Luke 12, 12, Elder. What that say first, then we'll, we'll continue our talk on this word called, we want to know the origin of the word. We know words exist today, but we want to know where did the mind Chapter 12, verse number 12 says, 
for the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. That's right, Elf. Well, one thing about it, right? He'll do a talking. He'll do a teaching, too. But we have to be right to receive it. Now, young line, do you got any kind of history on this word called in inauguration? Inauguration. Have a seat. You got okay. any history? Okay, I'm, I'm reading out the online etymology dictionary on the word inauguration. This is the online etymology dictionary. Inauguration, a ceremonial investor with office act of a, uh, solemnly or formally introducing or setting in motion anything of importance or dignity. Okay. Mm-hmm. 15. But, but that ain't that ain't really saying nothing no more okay, than the principal. You know, he wanna lay back in the cut and see can we bring right. out origin of this word and who first introduced this word and what is the meaning of this word back in the time that it was put on tape. Because we want the etymology the origin of the word. Where it come from? We know we can't go in the Bible and find a word. Who mindset put that word on the table? That's what we want to know. Okay. So, El, you got an idea what I'm saying, El? I want to know uh, who was the mindset of this word. Come on. Well, it was a combination of a couple of words that was put together. Uh, It comes from the Latin word, and augury which was formed by combining with uh, augury, meaning to increase. Augury is uh, likely the origin of augur, spelled the same in Latin and English, though the path of the word development back then was not certain. So they... uh, And Arga originally meant one who furthers the growth or increase of an enterprise or subsequently one who sees favor and omens for success. The word was first uh, put together back in the 17th century. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it go back a little farther than that, Elder. So, uh, young lion, can you it go back a little farther than that? Because, um, it's something, see, it's something that I want to hear so I can get, get busy, but I I want to bring it out. So, hey, it go back a little further than that. What you got there, young lion? Okay. Uh, I'm looking at um, the Mary in the Webster Dictionary. What does inaugurate? Inaugurate. Okay, it says inaugurate. Uh, it says inaugurate comes from the Latin word inaugurate. Inaugurate, spelled different. I n a u g u r a r e, which was formerly combined in with augury. A u g e r e, meaning to increase. Augury is likely the origin of augur, spelled the same in Latin 
In English, though the path of the words developed isn't certain. Either Aga originally meant Marhu Furtis, the growth or increase, or or enterprise of an enterprise, and subsequently one who favors omens for success, or the progression could have been growth or increase on the the gods favor and tranquility favorable omen with the omen then becoming the word of a person who reads or announces it, make it an augur, an official diviner of ancient Rome. Mm-hmm. Another related oh, word. You have done all that to get down to it where it came from. Tonight you have done all that, that tall, long, good reading, but you have got down to the chase of the matter. The word inauguration came out of ancient Rome. So that's, the, so, so that, so that's where it came from. The word came out of ancient Rome. So we clear that the, where the word comes from. See, Mother Z said, yeah, see, when they get through talking, you get down to the, the, the grass part of the history of this word. The word is coming out of ancient Rome. That is what I was looking for. Ancient Rome. You make a note of that. This word inauguration came out of ancient Rome. Now, good. So, it is the ritual of ancient Rome. So, inauguration is a ritual. And it came out of ancient Rome. That's what I want to hear. That's the origin of this word. We know how they apply the word today. You know, a person elected into office, and then they go have inauguration like when uh, the president, they get a north, a north inauguration, and they everybody come before them, see them, put their hand on the Bible. Yeah, okay, good. What we have found out, the ordinance word is the ritual of ancient Rome. Now, now, that's what I wanted. So make a note of that. Although you see inauguration today, but when it first came into existence, it came as the ritual, referring to the ritual of ancient Rome. Now, that is the now. Once you once you know that, that's where the word comes from. Inauguration. So you might some people say, "Well, I'm going to the, I'm going to my my alderman." He's going to be inaugurated into the office or whatever. So, but now you know that is the ritual of ancient Rome. So this is part of six and on the camp to make sure you know exactly the number one hit on that. Now, what is the word called papacy mean? Let's find okay. what that word means. What you got on that? Okay, I'm reading the, the history of, of the papacy. All right, the history of the papacy. It says here, Bishop of Rome from the first century A.D. The Pope is the Bishop of Rome. The name derives from a Greek word, papus, meaning father. And Rome's bishop is seen as the father figure of the early church because of the link with St. Peter 
good. So this word Palestine has trickled down to the office of the Bishop of Rome, and it means father. Now, Mother E, what did, what do it tell us, Mother E, in Matthew 23, verse 9? And y'all mind, give me that, y'all mind, give me the verse called, um, give me the verse called, in the book of Thomas, verse 3. Had that waiting on me there, yep. y'all mind? Yes, sir. In Matthew 23, verse 9, can you help O.C. out, Mother E? What's that say? Matthew 23, verse 9. Matthew yeah, 23, 9. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father, which is in heaven. You hear that? Now, mm-hmm. it tells us in the Bible, call no man your father on earth. They're talking spiritually. You know you got a stern father. So he come out anything outside of your biological father. He said, call no man your father on earth. You see that? Because one is your father, and he is up, 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 up and away in heaven, so in heaven. So now read the word palatine one more time. Now say, hey, yo, don't knock that word out palatine while I think the young lion looks for something. I don't know. Are you looking for something? Palatine. What is palatine in again? I didn't even get the spelling of it right. I got it. Okay, the history of papacy. The history of papacy. It says, Bishop of Rome from the first century AD. The Pope is the Bishop of Rome. The name derived from the Greek word papas, meaning father. And Rome's bishop is seen as the father figure of the early church because of the link with St. Peter. All right, good. Now, all right, good. That's good. Now, put this in, your, put this in the phone, put it in your, on your history, and put this word now. Now, you heard that now. But most just got to read, don't call no man father that's on earth. Now, that was the Bible that don't do it. But we got millions of running behind the, every time the Pope show up, and they'll call them the papacy, which means the Pope, your, your father, on earth. And, and the Bible says, don't do it. So when you do that, you're breaking what the Bible is saying. Like the word called inauguration. This is a ritual a ritual of ancient Rome. So, should we go on somewhere, middle we deal with them, the lesson called the mark of the beast. So we have to set it all up, but when we get real down into it, we understand what words mean then and now, and how words have been changed to mean one thing today, but not the foundation of it and where it comes from. So we found out through mothers reading 23 verse 9, call no man father on earth. 
Don't do it. Your father's in the third heaven. Now, look at this word right here, um, elder. The word is, we just uh, spell it out. P-A-T-R-O-N-T-O-R-E-A-L. Look up the word called Henry. I'm not. I'm not. So what now, yo? I didn't catch the first part of that. Did you say C-A-T? P-A-T, like Pat. P-A-T. Mm-hmm. Like Peter Apple Tom. P-A-T. Ara is in Roy. O is in On. N is in Lee. T is in Tom. O is in Owl. Real. R-E-A-L. What that word mean? See, we going somewhere, and and to go somewhere, sometimes you got to sit the foundation like a like we read, like mother, mother, read that again, mother. And hey, hey mother, hey mother, help those see out a little bit, mother. And second, correct this, mother. In the book of Corinthians, make that first Corinthians, mother. And look at verse 19. First Corinthians 14, 19. Hey, hey mother, get those see out in First Corinthians 14, 19. Book of First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 19. Verse 19 reads. Yeah, well, yet, yet in the congregation of children of Israel, I had rather speak five words with my un, with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also than than ten thousand words in a unknown tongue. Mm-hmm. See, we go our ways, mother, and do a hundred, but all we're doing is, is uh, doing our flesh thing. <laughs> it ain't about that. He's trying now to enlighten the scattered 12 tribes of Israel, and we're not anti-anybody. We get pro-12 tribes of Israel that's scattered. That's all we are. We just broke 12 tribes of Israel that is scattered. That's it. We're not anti-anybody. Our job is to come and bring you uncut, just says Yahweh. So we know what the word uh, papathy means today. It means father. But we went in the Bible in 23, verse 9, it said, don't do it. And he'll tell us the people of the book did, children of Israel. Now the other nations can do whatever they want to do because he, that wasn't given to them. The other nation, but the children of Israel, they were they were told not to do it because your father is in heaven, third heaven. So he said, "Call no man father on earth." But you got a big organization called the Roman Catholic Church, and they got a name called Papacy, the office of the Bishop of Rome, 
in the Vatican City. So you see, that's contrary to the Bible. Either we're going to do Bible and come out of this thing together, or we just going to continue on what we're doing now and wonder why we take so many steps up and be cut back to back to nothing because we got to get the order together. Now, this word I want, the history of this word, P-A-T-R-O-N-T-O-R-E-A-L, who got that word and who could expound on that one word? Come on. All right, let me look up, see what that word means. What you got, yo? Oh, yeah. What you got here? See, we don't rehearse nothing prior to it. Everything is like rapid fire. We come on the airways, and when we do Luke 12, 12, we don't know where we go. But one thing we do know, we come on the airways. Um, hey, hey, Marie, what is saying, Luke 24, 32, and 45. Luke 24, 32, and 45. Hey, Molly, what that say? Luke 24, 32, and 45. Yeah, what that say? Okay, Luke 24. Luke 24, 32. And 45, 32. And they said one to another, Did not our mind burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? Verse 45. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the strength. So, uh, Mother E, when we call this broadcast, according to the two verses you read, what do we come on this broadcast six nights a week to do? According to verse 32 and 45. What is our purpose that we come on the broadcast six nights a week? According to verse 32 and 45. What do you say that, Mother? Okay. Well, it said, uh, 32 said, uh, uh, did not our mind burn by within us while he talked with us, by the way? And 45 said, then opened he their understanding that they might understand. Mm-hmm. So my question is to you, why do we come on the broadcast according to the verse? That's what I thought I just read. I know you read it. I will I'll tell you what, hold on. Watch the young line expound on the on them two verses. Young line expound on them two verses now. Come on. All right. All right. Luke twenty four, thirty two. So right now you gotta make your mind burn. Your mind got to burn by the way while he opens, and our job is to open to us the scriptures. 
And then in verse 45, you got to open, then open their understanding, that they might understand the scripture. So your mind got to burn within the scripture. Next. So we come on the airways is to make that brain get to working. See, we don't come where, you know, like, get to throw a hundred scriptures on the table. Your brain to burn with understanding for you to be in position to help others. And we just deal with two words based upon inauguration and papacy. So now we know what these two words mean. So that means your mind has gained some knowledge that when you see his word called, when you see the politicians saying, well, is y'all coming to my inauguration? So we clear that is something coming out of ancient Rome. That custom is a ritual from ancient Rome. If you learn, so what you need to do is a custom that came out of ancient Rome. That is the history of it. And then the, the papacy is now the word means father. But then we read in 2 and 3, 9 of Matthew, don't do that, children of Israel. So we're making your mind burn through the scripture. And now we're looking for this word now called, what we're looking for now? Hey, what we got now? Uh, uh, what's that? Pontonato, Pontonato, real. You got P A T P A T P A T R O N. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let the other get, let those kids get his thoughts out. So we don't know what that word means, and the origin of this word, what it's coming from. We know how they use it today, but we want to know the origin of this word and how it'll grow into whatever it is today. So that's what we're looking for. Now, bring it out there with that set up. Come on. I'm looking at Pontonato Real in uh, Wikipedia. It says here, it says, uh, Pontonato, a punish system in Spain, and a similar P-A-D-R-O-A-D-O system in Portugal with the expression of royal patronage, P-A-T-R-O-N-A-G-E, controlling major appointments of church officials and the management of church revenues, other terms of C-O-N-C-O-D-A-T-S, can pronounce it, or concordat with the Holy See, the resulting structure of royal power and ecclesiastical privileges was formative in Spain's colonial empire and result in a characteristic constant into intermingling of trade, politics, and religion. The papacy granted the power of patronage of the monarch of Spain and Portugal to appoint Celeric, C-E-L-R-I-C-S, because of the monarchs were willing to subsidize missionary activities in newly conquered and discovered territories. 
chapter 1, verse 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Verse 18, I am he that lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Hallelujah, and and have the key of the hell and of death. 19. Write thee, write thee things which thou hast seen, and things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. So John is writing the change that's going on today in his days in the present, and the hereafter. A elder must kill Israel. Read me 4 verse 1 of Revelation. Revelation 4 verse 1. Okay. In the book of uh, Revelation, we're looking at chapter 4, verse number 1. And one says, After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it was of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. So uh, when John put his pen down, hell up, mother. What was told when John put his pen down in 96 A.D. according to 4 verse 1? What was told when John wrote all this information in 96 A.D.? So according to 4 verse 1 and 1, 17 through 19, what have been told by John according to either one of them verses? Want to grab that young Yes, sir. What have you told? Hereafter. The hereafter. So when John put his pen down, what was told when John put his pen down in 96 AD? So what was told again, young lion? The hereafter. The hereafter. So, what it, so John is writing past our time, his time, and everybody's time. So when John put his stand down, the story was told. He was in prison on the Isle of Patmos, and the other lefty would kick you that probably. He's not going that way. He's on the Isle of Patmos, and what he was told was the hereafter, and he wrote it down. Now we go on and take a look at this. And the 13th chapter, and we will look at verse 1, and we will read till we get our point. 
Think of it, 13 verse 1. This is good now, 13 verse 1. Going y'all line. All right, we're going to end time prophecy, Revelation chapter 13, verse 1 reads, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. Verse 2, And the beast which I saw was like a tongue. Hold up. He had a name of blasphemy. What name did he have? Although we talked here in the last lesson. You see, he had a name on his head, but that name was blasphemy. In 17, verse 6, what was that name that was a blasphemy name? Now, John is writing from 96 AD. He's prophesizing that it will be a beast. And you know what a beast means? A secular, political, from the count. That was the word beast means. It means man. It means a organization of men. That was the beast means. An organization of men to come. So we just found out about this beast. He had a name written on his forehead. Let's find out about that name. Come on, your line in 17, verse 6. What name? He's going to get the name that he had written. 17, verse 6 reads, And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Of Jesus. So that's the name that John was prophesizing that was to come, but that name is a blasphemy name. See, that's why you have to be able to sit this book up properly. They was already prophesizing John's name. It will be an organization. And what name they'll have out in front to be named, and the name will be Jesus. There it is right there. 17, verse 6. Now, yeah, good. Now, we're going okay. back to Nimitz. Nimitz. It's the stage. John is writing the hereafter from 96 AD. The Almighty okay. sent his angel is to lay down 
the things that come and the things that's going to be after, hereafter. So now we find out that it will be a name coming in prophecy to come, and this name came into place in the latter part of the 1600s, 1750. That's when you got the name, the origin of the word Jesus. This prophecy came to fill in the 1700s. Because in, in the 1600s, it was a letter I. It stayed to be a letter I until the 1700s. Then it took the I and hooked it to a J. In the 1700s, it was spelled with the I in the 1600s. But the letter mm-hmm. J did not come into play until the 1700s. So that's when the I was hooked to the J. And that's when you got the name called G. Right there. Remember, we want to talk five words with understanding. They give you a hundred scriptures, and then you all over the place with a hundred. Wow, that means they threw out a hundred scriptures. What that mean? That don't mean nothing. We coming to edify the children of Israel that are scattered. We're not anti-anybody. We just for Israel doing our job he gave us to do. So we're showing you about the origin of words. And John was in prison according to 1, verse 9 through 11. It was told by the angel to write to the seven churches, which is the congregation children of Israel, the tribe of Judah, that was in China and Japan. That's when you properly read 1, 9 through 11. And we took it at in prior lessons for the last two lessons. So now we're coming back to what you read up on our Revelation 13 at. Yeah, I was, um, I was reading uh, verse 2 in Revelation chapter 13. Okay, come on back to verse 2. All right, Revelation chapter 13, verse 2. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his feet and great authority. Now, that's good enough. We got to take it. We're going to take care of that. Because like I said, again, uh, we might as well take you. We got this. Give them to understanding, but not give them a bunch of verses. So read that verse 2 again now. 13 2. Yes, sir. Revelation chapter 13, verse 2. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his feet and great authority. Look, as they talk. So now we're going to do, now here what we're going to do, we're going to precept some of that information and see what, what you're talking about. And we're going to go back to Daniel, Elder. We're going back to Daniel and see what, what are you talking about. We're going to Daniel by precept in the Bible, and we'll pick it at verse number seven. 
7 and 17. Hey, Elder, Mr. Tills Israel, we're going to find out what you're talking about that John is writing about according to Daniel chapter 7 and 17. What say you? In the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse number 17. 17 says, These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall arise out of the earth. These four, four beasts, what did you know? These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall arise out of the earth. Oh, so we find out this beast he's talking about, it's going to be four kings that's going to rise out of the earth. Now, you see what we did? See what you see that? You see what we all got? You see what we're working with? So when we're reading that 13 verse 2, it's not talking about no... that were before it. 
and it had ten horns. Seventeen. Fourteen. Seventeen. And then, okay, I wrote down fourteen. Seventeen. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall arise out of the earth. Mm-hmm. So now we find out that these four beasts is going to be four kings. But he got them like the, um, he said, but he called them, these four beasts, four kings. So why did he describe them as four beasts? The precept that he us to Jeremiah 15, verse, remember, in, in last night lesson, or night before that, we showed you that Yahweh spoke with Timothy. He, that means a comparison to something. You compare Candy's kingdom as beastly kingdom. Now, so these four kings going to come out. They're going to be on the children of Israel like a beast get upon you. That's what he's saying. Uh, see, his message was for the children of Israel. Because how we know it for the children of Israel, young lion. Yes, in the book of Daniel 17. Can you get those three out of 713? Daniel 713. Yes, sir. I'm right, going to Daniel the Seer, chapter 7. Going to Daniel the Seer, chapter 7, verse 13 reads. Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. And I saw in the night vision. And behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I made a little error on that Daniel there. You know what I mean? I made a little error on that Daniel because it said for Daniel to, um, to do something, and I need a little bit more. Make that Daniel chapter. What do I need? I need something else. There you go. I need something else out of Daniel. Because Daniel was told to do something out of the book of Daniel. And let me go uh, take me on the Bible and teach because I make a little error. On what he told me down here to do. Um, I thought it was um, that verse right there. So uh, make it make it um, a little bit closer than that verse right there. You know what? Make that verse um, six thirteen. Thank you, that Mosey. Mosey say. 613. 613. Make that 613. What is it say 613? All right, the book of Daniel, the seal, chapter 6, verse 13 reads, Then answer Daniel said before the king that Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regarded not you, O king, 
nor the decree that you have signed, but make it his so, petition. That's good. So Daniel was um Daniel was uh, the children of the captivity. So Daniel's message was to get to the children of the captivity. So he was he was instructing the children of the captivity. That four kingdoms gonna rise and they're gonna be beastly kingdoms. Now we find find out what kind of beast he's talking about. And fifteen verse number three, Elder. So he describes to John in the latter days these four kingdoms that's gonna rise from the earth, they're gonna be like beastly kingdoms. So now we got a precept there, Elder, and see what that means in Jeremiah fifteen verse three. What it say? Grab a little baby elephant. 
strong paw and take you up high and drop you back down and bust you wide open. And the beast of the earth. So there is a mother. So when John is writing about these four, these four kings, it's going to come and they're going to do you some damage. They're not going to treat you right, children of Israel. So that was, he reads the end time prophecy. And remember, it, it ain't going past the four kingdoms. It's not going to be a fifth kingdom. So these four, these four kingdoms, the fourth kingdom have to exist now. See that? Now we're going to do some uh, precept on that fourth kingdom. About a year, uh, young lion. Yes, sir. We're a little precept for kingdom. Now, so this fourth kingdom is this fourth kingdom is not going to treat you right. This fourth kingdom is not going to treat you right. Well, it's not time for the master call. It's not time yet. They um, God is calling already. So, um, we got a, you know, big organizations ready to start calling already. They got to wait. So we are laying the foundation. And a lot of work got to be done. So now look what we're learning so far. We are learning that these four beasts, for a beast, these kings, they ain't gonna treat the children of Israel right. They they gonna treat you just like just like you say, you work me like a dog. <laughs> huh? Mm-hmm. You heard that say before, mother? You work me like a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now you see what we're gonna find out? John is right about them to come, and they're going to kill the Israel like a dog. They're going to put the sword on the children of Israel. They're going to treat them like a dog. They're going to treat them like the eagle treat his prey. You know what eagle do? Eagle lay back there uh-huh. just, just very high in there, and he can look a long way. And the eagle just swoop down on you and pick you up and take you to a, and take you where when he drops you, you will land on some concrete somewhere, oh, a high mountain, buck wide open. He'll take you and feed, feed you to himself or to the baby. A beast is talking about men. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. mother, what, 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 you know, 50 verse 7 of Jeremiah? See, we don't know where we're going. But you have to understand these words mean something to you if you apply them right. Jeremiah 50, verse 7, what do you say, Mother? Look at Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 7. And all that found them have devoured them, and their adversary said, We are being not because they Sin against Yahweh, the habitation of justice, 
even the Yahweh, the hope of their father. So we went, we in captivity in trouble today, mother, according to verse 7. Why? Why are we in captivity and in trouble today, according to Jeremiah 50, verse 7? Why? Because they sinned against. Because they sinned against Yahweh. And you go right there, mother. So you see why we in trouble today? And he sent these four last kings. And you in the fourth kingdom right now. So, on the second Ezra, mother, I mean, young lines, we're going to second Ezra. And young, and our elder, when your microphone has been cleared up, say hallelujah, blah, then we know you back on the scene because WCC said they got to clean your microphone up for some reason. So, just catch it by saying hallelujah, while we know you back ready. We're going to second Ezra. You know, Ryan, and we want to look at a statement in second Ezra, chapter 11. I'm picking up verse 36 and read a little bit. Second Ezra, chapter 11, verse 36. Hey, Elder, uh, say hallelujah, why in your microphone? Then we know CCF cleared your microphone back up. And once we hear it, we know we can assume we're all back on what we're doing. Come on, young line. Uh, give me that 1136 and read a little bit. Come on. Are we going to the book of Second Ezra, chapter 11? Verse 36 reads, Then I heard a voice which said unto me, Look before you and consider the thing that you see it. Verse 37, And I beheld, and lo, as it were a roaring lion chased out of the wood, and saw that he sent out a man's voice unto the eagle and said, Verse 38, hear you, I will talk with you, and the highest shall slay unto you, shall say unto you. Verse 39, are not you it that remained of the four beasts who I made you to rule in my world, that the end of their times might come through them? Verse 40, and the fourth came and overcame all the beasts that were past. And have power over the world and great fearfulness and over the whole capacity of the earth, but much wicked oppression and so long time joy heat upon the earth with deceit. Verse 41 For the earth has you not judged with truth. Verse 42 For you have afflicted the meek, you have hurt the peaceable, you have loved liars and destroyed the dwellings of them that brought forth fruit, and has cast down the walls of such as did you no harm. Verse 43. <laughs> Therefore, is your wrongful dealings come upon the highest, Yahweh, and your pride unto the mighty. Verse 44. The highest also should look upon the proud times, and behold, they are ended. And its abominations are fulfilled. 
Verse 45. And therefore appear no more, you eagle, nor your horrible wings, nor your wicked feathers, nor your malicious heads, nor your hurtful claws, nor all your vain bodies. Verse 46. That all the earth may be refreshed and may return, being delivered from your violence, and that she may hope for the judgments and mercy of him that made her. <laughs> you mean Ezra was told about this fourth kingdom? Remember, it's not going past the fifth. They said I mean, the fourth kingdom, it ruled, but it ruled with oppression. It, it used mm-hmm. deceit. It, it, and, and they love life. And he said this system is fourth kingdom, and they love life. If you, if you tell what Yahweh is saying, you don't like that. You love liars. So this fourth king, remember, it's not going to be a fifth king. This is prophecy about a king that they symbol will be the eagle. And they will be running things, and they love liars. And they love deceit. But he says, your time will come to end, you fourth kingdom. Get it? You mean, see, the Bible is telling you exactly how this thing is going to written by John in 96 AD. So if you find yourself in this time, and you're in your time now, the fourth kingdom, now you've got to identify now who, who is this fourth kingdom that have all this power and rule by deceit. I, I know you know already, but, you know, hey. You see how easy it is to know to know some things by just using the Bible and understanding where you hear it from. So now, now let's come back to the Revelation end time prophecy, young lion. You read eleven yes, twelve. Sir. Now let's read verse thirteen. Let's see what verse thirteen says. Okay, we have, we still at Revelation chapter thirteen. Yeah, okay. Revelation First chapter thirteen. You check here. Eleven and twelve. Now let's so now we clear now. Let's take take care of thirteen. Okay. All right, Revelation chapter thirteen, verse thirteen. Revelation chapter thirteen, verse thirteen reads. He do it great wonders. So that he make fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of man. Verse 14. Hold on, 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 if you find yourself in time and you see this, you say he's going to do what in verse 13, 13? <laughs> Book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse 13. He doeth great wonders so that he make it fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of man. Now, where's that? What prophecy? So who we know in prophecy that made fire come down from earth 
inside of men. Now our mother, let's run to, let's see what is they doing in going to Ezekiel, I mean, 1 Kings, make it 2 Kings, chapter 1. Look at verse 10 there, mother. Let's find out what they're talking about. He said, this, uh, this beast of the fourth kingdom is going to make fire come down from earth. Where did you get that from? Where did you get that idea from? We'll find out where you get that idea from, mother, by going to chapter 1, verse 10. And let's read a little bit and see where did that mindset come from. Second Kings chapter one, verse ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's find out, hey mother, what we going to do? We going to find out. It was prophesied. It was told. It was told to John that this um for beast kingdom, which is a you know, is going to do some things. They're going to make fire come down from heaven. Now we want to know. Where did they get that idea from? Told it is going to happen. And we're going to go to First Kings. I'm making Second Kings 110. Yes, ma'am. We're going to find out something in Second Kings. Where that mindset come from? So what were no, they doing? Yeah, we're going to Second Kings chapter 1. But we're trying to get some information, Mother. That's the king. And we're going to pick it up at 3 verse 9, because I'm not in no hurry to deal with this. 3 verse 9, 1, 9. Oh, yeah, boy. That's the king, chapter 1, verse 9. Verse 9 reads, Then the king sent unto him, a captain of fifty with his fifty, and he went up to him, and behold, he sat on the top of a hill, and he speak unto him, Thus, man of Yahweh, the king has said, Come down. Okay. Good mother. Good mother. Right there, mother. Hold on, mother. So a message came to the man of Yahweh from the king. And he sent 50 officers with the man to go eyeball to eyeball to see her. And he said to the and he said to the king, he, he said the king's words. And when they seen this man, which was a man of Yahweh, he said, Come down, the king said, come down. But now this king, this this man with 50 officers came before the man of Yahweh and said, the king said, come down. You got it, mother? You got it so far? All right. Of the king. And they come to the man of Yahweh and, and he said, the king said, calm down. Mm-hmm. You got it, mother? And we're right. the next verse 10. And we're the next verse 10. Verse 10. And Elijah answered 
and said to the captain of Israel, If I be a man of Yahweh, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thou fifty. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. They came to deliver the fear of a mother. They came to deliver the fear of, and they came with paperwork saying, you tell that fear, come down. The king got word for you. And the seer said to, them, to the man, along with the 50 officers that you got, he said, if I be a man of Yahweh, then let fire from Yahweh come down from heaven and burn y'all tears, burn all the the men that you got with you brought them up. And immediately Yahweh sent that fire out and burnt their tail up. You hear that, mother? Mm-hmm. And what happened next in verse And what happened next in verse 11? Verse 11. And also he sent unto him another captain of 50. With his 50. And he answered and said unto him, O man of Yahweh, thus has the king said, Come down quickly. Oh, now, now they sent another uh, king, another uh, big dignitary with 50 more men. Mm-hmm. And he put a word in the king said, Come down quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you hear what he's mm-hmm. saying, Come down quickly. Another 50 came. And what happened next in verse 12? Verse 12. Second Kings chapter 1, verse 12. And Elijah answered and said unto him, If I be a man of Yahweh, let the fire come down from heaven and consume thee. And the 50 and the fifty and the fire of Yahweh come down from heaven and consume him and his fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So he told the next man with his fifty, six dignitary. He said, If I be a, a, a man of Yahweh, now what is he say, let Yahweh sent fire on his burnt their tail up. And Yahweh immediately burnt their tail up. So that's a hundred men has been destroyed. Is that right, Mother? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, now, what happened next in 13? Verse 13. And he sent again captains of the 33rd city with your fifty and the third captain the third captain of fifty went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah besought him and said unto him, O man of Yahweh, I pray thee, let my life and the life of this fifty thy servant be precious in thy sight. 
at that time. So, Mother, what have you got out of that so far? So, what have you got out of that? Although the big king came down and sent 50 men, and the man said, Calm down, the king won't talk to you. He said, Well, if I be a man of Yahweh, let Thy come down from heaven and burn y'all tail up. Immediately, Thy came from heaven and bowed, burnt their tail up. Then he sent 50 more men and said, The king said, Come down, and you come down quickly. He said, If I be a man of Yahweh, then let the fire from heaven come down and burn your tail up too. And then it burned up too. Yes. Another big digger Jerry with it, but this one had some knowledge. The first thing he did when he got before the man of Yahweh, we do, mother, he fell to his knees and said, Man of Yahweh, pay our life, don't deliver us up. So he went, so he seen that the power of Yahweh gonna prevail. So he came and, and said all the right things, mother. See, you gotta say the right things in the presence of the fears. See, that's what. See, that's the knowledge we don't have today. We don't know it is written in fifty-four seventeen. Our uh, young line. What is written that we yes, can read in fifty-four seventeen? Well, Isaiah. All right, we're going to Isaiah chapter fifty-four, verse seventeen. Go to Isaiah to see it. Chapter 54, verse 17. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of Yahweh, and their righteousness is of me, said Yahweh. Yeah. So this third big dignitary. He understood that this thing is too big, and you just don't you just don't come before the fear like you come before a regular man. You got to do the right thing, and by him doing the right thing, you know he he felt the first thing he did because when he got rid of four four verse six of Sirach, yeah. You know what? What can we read out of Sirach four verse six? Go to the book of Sirach to see chapter 4, verse 6. Sirach chapter 4, verse 6. For if he curse you in the bitterness of his soul, his prayer should be heard of him that made him. See, once you follow the order of Yahweh, there ain't no weapon formed against you going to prosper. And if the fear decides to curse you in the bit of his mind, you're going to come to nothing. That's the inheritance of the right. See, it's a lot of things we need to know before we just jump down and start thinking everybody is everything. Yahweh got order about things, and if we get in order, he's going to make a move. Now, we know clearly that these four big kingships is no friend to you because they're going to treat you like a dog. Don't be like an eagle looking for something to eat. 
Second Maccabees chapter six, verse six to nine. Second Maccabees chapter six, verse six reads: Neither was it lawful for a man to keep Sabbath days, or ancient feasts, or possess himself at all to be Judah. Verse seven. And in the day of the king's birth, every month, they were brought by bitter constraint to eat of the sacrifices. And when the feast of Barnabas, the feast of Barkis was kept, Judah were compelled to go in possession to Barkis, carry ivy. Verse 8, Moreover, there would I decree of the neighbor city of the heathen nation of Esau and by suggestions of Ptolemy against Judah, that they should observe the same fashion and be partakers of their sacrifices. Verse 9, Whoso will not conform themselves to the matter of the Gentiles, nations, should be put to death. Then might a man have seen the present misery. So it was a creek going out by the kingdom that's in power with the day, their forefathers and mothers. And the fourth kingdom, now back up to Second Ezra, chapter 6, and pick that up at 6 through 9. Yes, sir. We're going to the book of Second Ezra, chapter 6, 
verse 6 through 9, Second Desert, chapter 6, verse 6 reads, Then did I consider these things, and they were all made through me alone, and through none other, by me also. They should be ended by one, by none other. Verse 7, Then answer I said, what should be the parting asunder of the times? And where should the end of the first and the beginning of it that followed? Verse 8. And he said unto me, From Abraham unto Isaac, and when Jacob and Esau were born, of him, Jacob's hand held first the hill of Esau. Verse 9. For Esau is the end of the world, and Israel is the beginning of it, that follow. So, so now we see is once you take down this fourth beastly kingdom that's in power today, the next ruler will be the children of Israel. So now you oh, see yeah. that. Oh, after the fourth kingdom that's in power today, he's taken out of the way. The next ruler will be the twelve tribes of Israel. See, that's why you, that's why you better figure out um, what you're doing and what side you're gonna be on because the next ruler will be the children of Israel. That was the prophecy say. So after, it's not going past the fourth kingdom. The fourth kingdom is in place as we speak. Once. The Almighty is tired of it, and then we uh, reach the number. The next ruling power will be the two tribes of Israel. It is right now. Israel to follow. So that's it. So now you clear that Israel to follow. Now, let's go back to Revelation again. So now we're going to talk in that verse. What's the next verse say? All right. Back to Revelation chapter 13. Every verse we can touch on, and we can spend a whole three hours on it, but we're not. Every verse got all the answers to the precepts. So I understand that we have the answers, but it's through the precepts, and you got to hear it, and we're trying to edify you. But you don't understand what you need to do to be on the right side and not on the left side. Let's even say in the next verse. All right, I'm back in Revelation chapter 13. I'm now reading uh, verse 3. Revelation chapter 13, verse... You mean verse 3? You reading verse 3? What's that, mother? I said the last Revelation 13. Okay. That's okay. the last one. Yeah. When we in Revelation okay, 13. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, verse 13, yeah. To make power come down. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Uh, Mother E. Yeah. Alu so, Exactly. So now, Revelation 13, verse 3, Revelation 13. System made fire come down. So where did, where did, where did they get that from? Where did they get that from? 
to even come with that kind of mindset. Y'all mind me? Can you recall where he got that from? We just read, uh, was that Second Kings? We just read Second Kings, uh, chapter one, verse nine to thirteen. <laughs> that's exactly right. So that's where that's coming from. Now, where is in history that they implement that at? When did they implement that in history? See, what they do. They will read your book, and they will do some things, be a prophecy, and get themselves the credit of it. So now we find out that that came from fear, saying, if I be the man of Yahweh, then let fire come down from heaven and burn y'all tail up. So now, now, now when did this happen in our time that this fourth kingdom made fire come down from heaven? And bought up some tail. Put it out. Hemoshimi and Nakasaki, it happened over there in, in China, in Japan, mm-hmm. in 1948. Bring up what happened with Hemoshimi and Nakasaki, and what year was that? So, what they done? They fulfilled prophecy. And thought they had done a great thing, but it already was told that they were going to do this on the people in John's days of 96. So bring it up, a young line. What happened in 1948? That was a year when when the United States of America dropped dropped an atomic bomb on, on Japan. What year was that again? When they put in, okay. the United States dropped some bombs on Japan. And let's see what it says behind that. All right, I'm going, going to my computer. We have to log in real quick. Okay. When did that happen? When did uh, that field, field that come? When... United States of America, the fourth kingdom, dropped an atomic bomb on Japan. What year did they do that? Okay. Okay, what year did they do that? Okay, what year did United States or China? United States do August the ninth, nineteen forty five. Yeah, what did they do? Yeah, what did they do? Okay, nineteen forty five. I'm coming it up now. Okay, August the ninth, nineteen forty five. Atomic bombing of N A G A S Nakasaki, United States B twenty nine bomber. Uh, box B O C B O B O C K S Bacchus 
dropped uh, a plutonium 239 atomic bomb come the name Fat Man on the Japanese city of Nakasaki at 11.02 a.m. local time, resulting between 39,000 and Revelation chapter 13 verse 14 read and deceive them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which ye have power to do in the sight of the beast saying unto them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by his sword and did live verse 15 so now, yeah. that's it Revelation chapter 13, verse 14. It deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which ye have power to do in the sight of the beast. Stand to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by its sword and did live. What happened verse 14 again? Revelation chapter 13, verse 4. It deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. What miracles? Oh, what miracles? What miracles was done? We just got to read the miracles that jumped. They jumped the bomb. Hallelujah. And, and said, the Almighty God is with us. When they dropped them atomic bombs down on 
Hiroshima and Hakisaki, Nakisaki, Nakisaki, Hiroshima and Nakisaki. They deceived the Japanese. They said, now you see God is with us because God dropped that fire down from heaven like he, like he, Elijah the seer did on them fifth. No, your atomic bombs that you had in them airplanes dropped that atomic bomb on them people. But you taking that and use it as God was with y'all on what you're doing with the prophesizing, the four beast kingdoms going to do that. But they're going to see you as you see today. So you've been deceived today. You believe everything that poor beast got on the table, and now and that's how you got the mob, which is spiritual. So now you got the image of the beast, and the image of the beast is his policy. Everything he put on the table, you hook, line, and sinker behind, right? And that's why you mm-hmm. that's why you can tell your mama, your grandmama or your grandpa, that Jesus Christ is, is, is a man of color, although you read out the Bible, that they got that picture, that image in their head, that he's a white man like the Pope over there in Rome. <laughs> you, can't <get> <laughs> you ain't going to get out there. You did the scene. So you have the mark already. Right there, because that's where you was deceived. Right there, so you got the mark already by being deceived by them miracles. So that's why he able to say he's a papa. He's a papacy, meaning a papa. And everybody wonders after this beast. See? So there's a down. So John is writing this in 96 AD. Well, for time's sake, let's go to verse 15. Now let's read verse 15. The book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse 15. And he had power to give light unto the image of the beast, and that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Now you see that? Now you see that? So if you don't worship the image of the beast, you're going to be killed. Yeah. So this, well, what is his image? Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Are you worshiping? Lord God and Jesus. Skinny jeans. That's his image. If you don't hook, line, and sinker on his image, his image is to, for you to ignore what's written in the Bible, what you read already. Now read again that, again, come back to the book called Maccabees 6, 6 through 9 again. Now come back to Maccabees again. Now you tell me where you stand. Yes, sir. So this is what they pulled on you, and let's tell me what's going on. Look what's said here. And, and Mother had me Maccabees 141, waiting on me. Maccabees chapter 1, 141. 
read second book of Maccabees 6, 6, down to verse 9 again, that young line. All right, the book of Second Maccabees, chapter 6, verse 6 to 9. Second Maccabees, chapter 6, verse 6 reads, Neither was it lawful for a man to cheat Sabbath days or ancient feasts or profess himself at all to be Judah. Verse 7, And in the day of the king's birth, every month, they were brought by bitter constraint to eat of the sacrifice. And when the feast of Bacchus was kept, Judah were compelled to go in possession to Bacchus, carrying ivory. Verse 8, Moreover, they went out of the creek to the neighbor city of the nation by suggestions of Ptolemy against Judah that they should observe the same fashions and be partakers of their sacrifice. Verse 9, Whoso would not conform themselves to the matter of the Gentiles, nations, should be put to death. Then might a man have seen the present misery. Yeah. So he's saying now, if you don't, if you don't get with the symptoms, it's already, and they read this, so we got to all be one people, and whatever you got on the table, put that to the side. Children of Israel were told to keep the Sabbath day, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. They said, no, we're going to keep day of the week. We're going to sign what mm-hmm. your mama do. And that was your mama, your aunties, and your uncles do. They sign worship. And that was your brothers do. Sign worship. So they had where it come from. Now watch, watch the mother he read in Maccabees 141. Read a little bit, mother. Come on. Verse Maccabees chapter 1, verse 41. Verse 41 reads, mm-hmm. Moreover, King Antiochus wrote to his whole kingdom that all should be one people. Are they two? Yeah, mother. So now remember, the king wrote, and you got to be how many people now, mother? Wrote to his whole kingdom. Yeah, his whole kingdom. That all should be one people. So now you see, one people. Now what happened next, mother? Verse 42. And everyone should live his laws. And everyone should leave his laws. So all the nations agree according to the commandments of the king. Now let me say, mother. I mean, whatever you got, whatever your fathers have told you, you know, keep Sabbath day, feast day, take a 23, leave that law. And all the nations agree. Mm-hmm. And what happened next, Mother? And what happened next? Three. Yay. Many also of the Israelites consented to his religion and sacrificed so, unto so many, well, hold on, mother. So many Israelites became what? So many Israelites became <laughs> Christians. Mm-hmm. See, after, after oh. you told them what you got coming, so many of the Israelites, the one you call African American Negroes, then he became Christians. 
ain't not what your mama is, your daddy, Uncle Buck, Aunt Willie Mae. They all became Christians. They all became Sunday worshippers. Huh? So now you go to history. Come on, read some more, mother. Okay. Verse 43. No, mm-hmm. verse 47. For the king had sent letters by Nessimus. Huh. Uh, I said verse 43. Oh, okay. Yea, many also of the Israelite Christians consented to his religion and sacrificed unto idols and profaned the Sabbath. Okay. Go ahead. Verse 44. But the king had sent letters by messengers unto Joseph, Judah, and the cities mm-hmm. of Judah, that they should mm-hmm. follow the strange laws of the land. Verse 45. And forbidden burnt offerings and sacrifice and drink offerings in the temple, and that they should Profane the Sabbath and feast days. Oh, yeah, Verse 46. And polluted the sanctuary and, and hollered. Polluted the right sanctuary. I did not stand. And for you, Mark, you're on. 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 All right. All right. First back. Go ahead. All right. First back could be chapter one, verse forty-eight. That they should all that they should also leave their children uncircumcised and make their souls abominable with all matter of uncleanness and profanation. Verse forty-nine. To the end that they might forget the law. And change all the ordinance. <laughs> Verse 50. And whosoever. Go ahead. Yeah, continue all the way down. All right, Verse 50. And whosoever would not do according to the commandment of the king, he said he should die. Verse 51. In the self-same matter, wrote he to his whole kingdom, and appointed overseers over all the people, commanded the cities of Judah to sacrifice city by city. Verse 52, Then many of the people were gathered unto death, to wit, everyone that forsook the law. So they committed evils in the land. Verse 53, 
and drove the Israelites into secret places, even wheresoever they could flee for succor. Verse 54. Now on the 15th day of the month, Kazu, December, at the 145th year, they set up abominable of desolation, abomination of desolation upon the altar and built the idol altars throughout the cities of Judah on every side. Verse 55. And burnt incense at the doors of their houses and in the streets. Verse 56. And when they writ in pieces the books of the law which they found, they burnt them with fire. Verse 57. And whatsoever was found with any of the books of the covenant, or if any considered to the law, the king's commandment was that they should put him to death. Verse 58. Thus did they, by their authority, unto the Israelites every month, to as many as were found in the city. Verse 59. Now in the fifth and twentieth day of the month, they did sacrifice upon the idol altar, which was upon the altar of Yahweh. Verse 60, at which time, according to the commandment, they, they put to death certain women which had called their children to be uncircumcised. Verse 61, and they hate the infinite about their necks and riffled their houses and slew them that had circumcised them. Verse 62. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Read verse 52 and 56 again. Verse 52 and verse 56. What does it say? First Maccabees, chapter 1, verse 52 and 56. First Maccabees, chapter 1, verse 52. Then many of the people were gathered to unto them, to wit, everyone that forsook the law, so they committed evils in the land. So when you forsook the law, so when you forsook the law of his Bible, what have you did? You committed evil. You see that? Did you know when you don't keep the law, you're doing evil? You didn't know that, did you? Verse fifty-six. Verse fifty-six. And when they had written pieces, the books of the law, which they found, they burnt them with fire. So what, what the, the big dignitaries done, if they, they made you, if they found you with any kind of information, they will stick it out of your hand, slap you in your mouth, and burn it with fire. And that's the reason why now you became a, a New Testament Christian. You don't know why you became mm-hmm. a New Testament Christian. No. Because your forefathers knew if they had anything based upon the foundational, so they told their kids, don't worry about it. none of that. Leave that alone for you to live. So now you became New Testament Christians, and they tell you, you ain't got to go past Matthews no more, because that's been done away with. Not knowing that you got hit in the mouth and killed for reading. You got caught, hit in the mouth for reading, from reading Genesis 2, verse 3. So you couldn't read no more Genesis 2, verse 3, what it say. Okay, Genesis, chapter 2, 
verse 3. Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. And Yahweh blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which Yahweh created and made. You couldn't read that no more, Mother. You have to, you have to, you have to be on the blessed day of the beast day. You have to, you have to come on the blessed day what they call a day called the Lord's Day, sun worship. You can't do no more Bible. You got, no, you got, they bought that up and told you don't teach your kids nothing about none of that. You will put you to death and your kids to death. And so that's the reason right now that same fear is here today. And that's why you still got the law to run to a Sunday church and see. You dress up to the max, and you and you break out running get into a sun worshiping church, and don't know the history where it came from. That's why we take our time to show you the history of things. Now, now we're going to verse 15. Now, now we'll talk at 14. Let's do 15. Now, now let's do 15, young lad. Revelation, remember John writing here to hereafter. He writing on what what we going through the rest of the day. John wrote it in 96 A.D. What do you write in 1315? All right. Book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse 15. And he had power to give light unto the image of the beast, and that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So he, have, he, he gave power to this image of his beast. So we walk around, the majority of us, with the image, meaning the mark of the beast. We have it already. Because the mark of the beast is his system and his ways. So you already got it. You already got it. If you found this way, huh? Yeah. All right. Are you doing what the ways that Yahweh told you to do with the 15th chapter? Uh, young line, 15, number 15, 37 to 41. This is Yahweh's way, but he gave you a way too. Let's see, do you follow his ways or you follow the system's way? It's called the mark of the beast. Let's see you who mark you got. Let's see do you have Yahweh's mark. Find out what Yahweh mark is. We're going to number fifteen, thirty seven to forty one. What is it? The book of Numbers, chapter fifteen, verse thirty seven to forty one. Numbers chapter fifteen, verse thirty seven. Reads And Yahweh speaking to Moses, saying Verse thirty eight, speaking to the children of Israel, and bid them that they make them fridges and the borders of their garments throughout their generation that they put upon the fridge of the border of red band of blue. Mm-hmm. Verse 39. And it should be unto you for a fridge that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of Yahweh and do them. And that ye seek not after your own mind and your own eyes after which you used to go a-whoring. Verse 40, that you may remember 
and do all my commandments and be righteous unto your Yahweh. Yeah. Verse 40. So Yahweh, he gave you his mark. But what mark do you have? Do you have his mark? Or do you have the beast mark, which means the man's system? What mark you got? See that? So the mark, you come, it's not a chip. The mark is you. Yahweh's law. You following the beast law. So you're being inaugurated into the beast law. So now there go your inauguration. Because you following what the beast got on the table. But mother, hey, mother Eve, in Surah 19, 19 and verse 20 says what? This is, this is, this is what mother says. What mother get ready to read in Surah chapter 19, verse 19 and 20. Rock chapter 19, 19, and 20. Rock chapter 19, verse 19 and 20. Okay. Let me get that. Rock chapter 19, verse 19 to 20. What is 19 and 20? Surah chapter okay. 19, verse mm-hmm. 19. The knowledge of the commandments of the Yahweh is the doctrine of life. And they that do, do things, things that pleases him shall receive the fruit of the tree of immortality. 20. The fear of the Yahweh is all wisdom, and in all wisdom is the performance of the law and the knowledge of his Um, so the only way, the mother, the mother, the only way you gonna get his knowledge, you wanna do what? Keep the law. So he got in the book. So when the old people say they got his knowledge, that's contrary to the Bible, because the only way you understand his rules and regulations. Remember we read in, in Monday lesson, what a God complex is and a Jehovah complex is. The God complex is to hear the truth but just ignore it and just block your mind out from it. So remember, that what a God complex is and a Jehovah complex is. is to deny and fight like everything you can cannot believe what the Bible says. And think you're going to Make it all the way. You're going to make it all the way in the world, but but, but you're not going to get in the kingdom because he's telling you now. The fear of Yahweh is all wisdom, and he ought to give you wisdom if you keep his law. Yeah, you will hear it, 
but it will get away from you. Because he told you, I'm not going to give it to you unless you keep his law. Now, who is he talking to more than Deuteronomy 4, verse 1 and 2? And, and look what he says, and do it wrong, Mother Eve, verse 4, 1, 2. Look what he says. Okay, do it wrong, 4, 1, 2. Do it wrong, chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Do it wrong, chapter 4. Verse 1, now, now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgment which I teach you, but to do them, that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Yahweh, Yahweh of your fathers give you. Verse 2. You shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish off from it, that you might keep the commandment of the Yahweh, your Yahweh, which I command you. Mm-hmm. They tell the children of Israel, you know what I'm saying? He said, I said then, and I mean it today. You don't add nothing to it. I've told you what I want you to do to get you a, my mother give me a, to get you a, a first John chapter 3, verse 22. I've told you, I've told you what it takes for me, but we're not, but we're not going to pay it. No, never mind. First John 3, 22. Mother, what does it say? First John 3, 22. First John chapter three, verse twenty-two. First John chapter three, verse twenty-two reads: After these things came Yahweh the Son. After uh, these things uh, came Yahweh. John. Not read. You're not reading First John three twenty-two. First John. Okay. First John. I'm reading John. John 322. Come here. Look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments. And do those things that are pleasing in his sight. You see that? Keeping Sunday, you ain't pleasing his sight, so he ain't not giving you Sunday. Whereas, he gave you plenty. So you're not doing what pleases him in his sight, but you but you pleasing somebody else. Come on back in your line. We're going to Revelation yes, 10 with the next verse. Yeah, let's start the next verse. All right, Revelation chapter 13. I'll write them at verse 16. Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 reads, And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive the mark in that right hand 
or in that forehead. Mm-hmm. So he said he called Mike Tyson small and great to receive that mob. And, and what and what is that mob skill that they receive? Small is that he said everybody throughout his fourth kingdom, everybody receive that mob. Small and great. What is that that we can read? Let's go to Acts chapter eight, young lion. What have they received? Yes, Let's give that mob they have received that we can read in Acts chapter eight. Chapter 8, verse 7 reads, One clean spirit crying with a loud voice come out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with saucies, and that were lame were healed. Verse 8, And there was a great joy in that city. Verse 9, There came a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city, Use sorcery and bewitch the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. Verse 10, to whom they all give heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of Yahweh. Verse 11, is to him they had regarded, because that a long time he had bewitched them with sorcery. Mm-hmm. That same thing that the head of the Christian church doing right now is bewitching you with sorcery. So that mark that you have right now, and the ones that pushing that mark big time, it's the Roman Catholic Church and those that are Christians. So they're saying come out this Bible, they go contrary to the Bible. And nothing in the Bible they keep. Nothing. What? What do you keep? Sunday is the wrong day. The name is the wrong day. The feast day is the wrong feast day. You tell you in the 11th chapter of Leviticus, don't eat no hog. You eat all the hogs and get the mouth on. You tell you where friends is, and you say, no, I'm a West Kennedy James. So, so, do you have a mark? What do you say? Yes, you been be with? What you say? Come on back and read a little bit more of that young line. Let's read 17 and 18. Yes, sir. Let's read 17 and 18. See? Revelation. This right here, this, this, this right here, it's just so much information. We try to make your mind burn. Why do you, why, why do you do, you do everything contrary to this? You might think you got a calling you possible. 
the father. Papacy, father. Don't you know we supposed to call no man father on earth? Well, well you know what? But, but you but you gotta understand who who bagging me up and who bagging the Bible up. See, that's why you gotta know what the Bible's saying and where you get his power from. Come on now, y'all line get come on, come on verses. Let's get Mother Z up in here. Right, Revelation chapter 13, verse 17 and verse 18. Revelation chapter 13, verse 17. And that no man might buy or sell that he that have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. That's three things in there. That's three. You got it's three points in there. But now you read seventeen and eighteen in your life. Uh, I'm at uh, verse. I read verse seventeen. I'm at verse eighteen now. But, but read no, but read verse seventeen again a little bit slower. Okay, Revelation chapter thirteen, verse seventeen, and that no man might buy or sell. Save he that has the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. That's three things you got. Verse 17. Um, 13, 17. What, what, what verse you read it again? I just got the reading of verse 17. Okay, well, <laughs> I want to keep that there for a minute. It says, and that no man may buy or sell unless he have the mark. The mark is one thing. Or mm-hmm. the name of the beast. Two things. Or mm. the number of his name. You gotta have you got to have three things here. He said, and that no man might buy or sell Unless he, unless he that have the mark mm-hmm. or the name of the beast or the number of his name, <laughs> he said, "You got to know. You got to have the number of it." And, and then what eighteen say? Revelation chapter thirteen, verse eighteen reads: "Here is wisdom." Let him that have understanding. This is for a war that got understanding. Yes. Verse 18. Here is wisdom. Let him that have understanding count the number of the beast. What is the number? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You got to count the number of the beast. Go ahead. What is the number of a man? For it is the number of a man. Go ahead. And this number is six hundred three scores and six. And his number is six six. That's his number. Mm-hmm. Six six six. Now in the morning night lesson we'll take care of that. His number is six. Six, six, six. This 
sick ass mom. Let's bring in mother. Hey mother E, mother Z, mother Z, you want to shout it? You want you want to shout it some of this or this? Uh, uh y'all probably taking you uh, no direction. Let's see what you gonna work with, mother Z. Mother Z, one of the out of out of Camp One. Y'all probably be there, mother mother Z. Yeah. He ain't coming, yeah. Not right now. Oh, okay. Oh, she gonna she gonna double up she gonna double up tomorrow. That's a great thing. So we found out that this Mars is not physical, it is spiritual. This is a spiritual. Now mother what can we read in Revelation chapter fourteen? Verse nine through twelve. Probably I just can just just don't even come in because time don't run out. Let's see what you got. What you read out of Revelation chapter fourteen, verse nine down to verse twelve. Come on. Nine to twelve. Yeah. Revelation fourteen, verse nine to twelve. Yeah. Revelation fourteen, verse nine. Verse 9 reads, And the third angel followed him, saying, If they thou was, if any man worshipped the beast and his image, and received his mark in his forehead or in his hand. Verse 10. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of Yahweh, which is poured out without mixture unto the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the righteous ministering spirit and in the presence of the Lamb. Verse 11. And the, and the smoke of their torment Ascended up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who wishes to be in his image, and whosoever receives the mark of his name. Verse 12 Here, here is the patience of the saints, here are they that keep. The commandments of Yahweh and the faith of Yahweh the Son. So it's when you gotta have patience, mother. Because if you get this mark and you know, they wait for the mark to be shown on TV, mother. But the mark is worshiping the beast. <laughs> the mark is worshiping, mother. That's what the mark is worshiping. Whatever beast got on the table, you worship that. So if you worship the, the beast system, then you have the mark already if you work, worship his system. You, the name that was, was shown to you was blasphemy. This program, you got the idol. If, if my fact, you even try to talk like the beast. <laughs> You got all this going. You might you might call somebody you know while you at, at their job or something, and and you can't recognize their voice. 
He said, you don't let him talk that way when you're around me. Oh, I'm at work now. Oh, do what you're saying. I got to put on my work board. See that? So, see what we do? We walk, talk, act like the beast system. <laughs> and uh, if you see that, Mark, you're in trouble. Now, Mother, give me verse 13, verse 8 in the closing statement. And we'll get back on tomorrow, Thursday evening at 6 o'clock. Give me Revelation 13, verse 8, Mother, in the closing statement. Revelation 13, 8. Yep. Oh, 14, 8. Okay, Revelation 13, 8. 13, 8. Okay. Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose name are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. You see that, he said, all earth for one thing. I mean, but God is, we come on our way, tell you all what the man's saying, but they ain't going to pay up no never mind, mother. They all come worship that got his name and his image. And we know one thing, the majority of us when we praying in our mind is that, that white man image. It's in our mind. When we pray, mm-hmm. all our mind has been sealed with a hot iron. We can't tell no difference. We believe the pictures we see and the way we see it in our Bible, the way we see it on the media and in our church. You can't tell us no difference. It's just sealed like a hot iron. White man Jesus. White man Jesus Christ is just sealed in our head. And we can't get it out. That man over there, the Pope of Rome, which is which is snake man, called Papa, the Papacy. That man can do no wrong in our sight. He is the man of God on earth, and you can't tell no difference. That's the way it is. So, love your close statement behind that. And we'll be back on our way tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Do we have that mark? Yes, we do. But if you're a Christian, you have the mark of the beast of a man system that coming out of Rome that started that, putting it together in the 1500s to the present. And they rule everything up under the Christian church. They is the boss. And, 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 and young mind going to have me Third book, uh, 26, verse 12, Enoch, and, and we will show you who he worships. Who he worships, in verse 12, after Mother closed out. Come on, Mother. Thank you and praising Yahweh for the class. Thank you and praising Yahweh for the teacher and for the one that's listening. And I'm going to read. Um, out of the book of John, chapter 3, and start at verse 1, and read down to verse 5. Um, there was an, a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, ruler of the Jews. 
The same come to Yahweh by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from Yahweh, for no man can do those things, do those miracles that thou doest, except Yahweh be with him. Verse 3, Yahweh the Son answered and said unto him, Truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of Yahweh. Verse 4, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? And he entered the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Yahweh the Son answered, Truly, truly, I said unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of Yahweh. Verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Hallelujah. 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 That's right, Moses. That's right. Excellent on your part. Get the mark in the clock. Now, they say that any man worships the beast and his image, and his image is coming out of the woman Catholic Church, the head Christian man. Now, let's see where he gets his orders from in the third book of Enoch 26 12. Where he gets his orders from, young lion? Come on. All right. Third book of Enoch, chapter 26, verse 12 reads, Why do y'all call seraphim? Because they burnt. Sarah, the writer, tables of Satan. Every day, Satan sits together with Samuel, the Pope of Rome, with Dubiel, the Prince of Persia, and they write down the sins of Israel on their writing tables, which had which they had over to the Seraphim, so that the Seraphim can present them to the righteous one. Thank be he, so that he should eliminate to destroy Israel from the world. But that, but the Seraphim know the secrets of the righteous one. Thank be he. They know that he does not want the people, Israel, to perish. What do the Seraphim do about this? Every day they received the tablets from the hand of Satan. They burnt them in the burning fire, which is near the high and exalted throne. They do this in order that the tablets should not come before the righteous one. Blessed be he when he is sitting upon the throne of judgment, judging the entire world and truth. So the Pope have a visitor every day from, from Satan the devil or one of his head captains. And all they want to know who that we don't have. What the devil to his life. Everybody else has got him. So Revelation 16, mm-hmm. 1 and 2 there. Come on. Revelation 16, yes, 1 sir. and 2. Anti-prophecy. Revelation. Chapter 16, verse 1 and verse 2. 
Revelation chapter 16, verse 1. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the veils of the wrath of Yahweh upon the earth. Verse 2. And the first went and poured out his veil upon the earth. There fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the man which had the mark of the beast and upon them that worship his image. His image is Sunday, Christmas, skinny jeans, no fringes. He got, he got his mark. Revelation 19, verse 20, what does it say? Revelation 19, 20, what does it say? Anti prophecy. Revelation chapter 19, verse 20 reads And the beast was taken with him. The false bishop, shepherd, that brought miracles before him, which had deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and did that worship his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. So you see what happened to that? He said, Four kingdoms, the one that ruled it. He said, He's going he to grab them in the column, and you tie it to the hip. Chapter 25, verse 41. Then, then should I say also unto them, then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you curse, unto everlasting fire, prepare for Satan the devil and his wicked angels. You see that? So you are locked up and got yourself to be thrown in, he going to the fire. But you got an opportunity to repent. But you got to you got to do um, 18 verse 4 and the close, 18 verse 14, 11 and close, same that young line. Just give me, whatever it's got to 18 verse 4, and give me 10 to 12 and the close, same come out. And all yours after this. Catch you tomorrow at 6 o'clock p.m. Revelation 18 verse 4, and 10 through 12, and the close of statement, come on. All right, Revelation, chapter 18, verse 4, and 10 through 12. Revelation, chapter 18, verse 4, reads, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of us, my people, that you be not partakers of her sin, and that you receive not of her plague. Verse 10 through 12. Verse 10 reads, Stand it up for all. With the fear of our torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is your judgment come. Verse 11. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buy their merchandise anymore. 
verse 12, the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all dyeing wood and all metal vessels of ivory and all metal vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble. Hey, 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 Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, sin. For Yahweh have heard the voice of my weeping. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.